All right, let's do it. Let's hit the books, part of the Hammer Betting Network. Hopefully to be alongside the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who can't figure out a microphone, Mr. Joey Kanish, our producer extraordinaire behind the controls, frustrated as usual, Zach Phillips. I am merely Brad Powers. Before we talk and recap last night's games, the unfortunate start to the season as far as our best bets, let me remind everybody that hit the books is brought to you by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Download the app today. If you're looking to sign up for a new sports book account, please check out the offers available at BetStamp.app slash hit the books or hit the link in the description. If you sign up through this page, it does help support the show. And guys, always make sure you're smashing that like button for those of you watching live. And speaking of live, I just told Zach after 10 minutes, I'm like, man, I can do it solo if we have to. Uh, we got so many people waiting in the chat room. Probably want to get after us. There he is. 12 minutes late, buddy. Time, man. I, I was worried. I, I, you know, you're a guy that, 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 you know, I didn't know if you could face the music here, man. Cause when we're going to be, you know, facing our own medicine, taking some medicine here after our start or our start. So, you know, where's the, how's the mic situation? I don't see a new mic, man. I, Let's I, I, just say we, you know, we had to sell the mic that pizza man got me to pay for the gophers loss last night. So unfortunately, no, no, a little bit of connectivity issues here. We're working through it, but. We wouldn't miss it, baby. No worries. No worries. We got it together. Uh, outside of that PJ Fleck offense, uh, everything else is is uh, at least we're, we're still here. <laughs> so hopefully next time we see you, we will have a new mic. But let's just, you know, dive into it. Uh, you know, obviously we started 0-4. It, uh, I'm happy with uh, as far as the CLV that we got. We've gotten in front of a lot of good information. Uh, if I can have one bet. Uh, back, it would be the Minnesota game because that was a that was that was poor. I mean, forget uh, you know Minnesota winning; uh, they, they shouldn't have won the game. I mean, when you when you can't cover a touchdown point spread, you're plus three turnovers. You hold your opponent to ten points, and you can't cover a seven point spread. That was as bad as it gets. Not only getting dominated at the line of scrimmage, which was totally unexpected as far as I was concerned. I thought Caliak Manis was horrific. I know Jeff Sims getting all the headlines for his turnovers, but I'm here to tell you, Callie McManus, I thought was worse. At least Sims can run the ball a little bit when, when you need him to. I, I mean, even on the final two scoring drives, Callie McManus, the game tying touchdown pass was a horrific pass. He needed a, you know, one of the catches of the year <laughs> for the guy to drag his foot for tie the game. And then even to set up the game winning field goal, what can't you do in a two minute situation is take a sack. That idiot's taking a sack and almost knocks him out of field goal range. I mean, downgrade Minnesota in a win that that was a big downgrade for me watching them play and uh unfortunately a loser there and the the other game Florida's bad man uh, I'm just here to tell you that offensive line is horrific Utah was not only down Keithy and Cam Rising they were down several starters on defense and that's the effort that you get well, I just I was bad man so I mean you and I did not have a great night in that regard yeah, no, I mean, on Minnesota, the one thing I thought we could count on in the Minnesota game would be the Gophers running the ball against Nebraska's defensive front, and they could, they, they, they just got nothing. And you saw a P.J. Fleck offense when they can't generate from the run game. 
is pretty disgusting. Like, yeah. Kelly, man, I mean, it was five-yard curl route, seven-yard slant, running back out of the backfield. I felt like I was watching just the same passing plays over and over again with no creativity. Um, I mean, credit to Matt Rule for getting that defense, which does not have a ton of talent. Uh, you, you know, I mean, able to stop the run and get them up there. Um, I really, I mean, you have to, I think the takeaway, I, not particularly impressed with either team uh, you know, going away. I wouldn't be uh, feeling too great about either side. Obviously, another close Nebraska loss, but I, I mean, their defense came to play. So you got to give Matt Rule the credit for for getting it up there. And I agree that wasn't um, even though a little bit of CLV on the closing line. That was not the right side there. No. Um, the Florida side of thing. I didn't think the passing offense was particularly. Now, I mean. I'll say, I think Graham Mertz in this type of system is a better quarterback than what he was at Wisconsin. Uh, they got a lot of youth. Obviously, the offensive line didn't play well. I thought their, their, the Florida's defensive front held up pretty well. I, I don't know. I'm My takeaway in that one is a little bit um, different in terms of, I, I guess it was more of like, this was a classic, like, Napier, Florida. They had some turnovers. They gave the game away. I didn't think they got significantly outplayed in that one. Um, and I thought Mertz, uh, outside of, you know, the, the all-line sacks and the turnover, but, I mean, he put up a big stat line. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm I guess, a little bit more, uh, you know, a positive light on Florida than, than you there. Um, but, again, e- either way to slice it, uh, you know, 0-2 in the record books. Well, here's uh... – what, what you know? What, what concerns me is I thought the strength was going to be the running backs couldn't do anything. Uh, Mertz yep. right now looks like the least of their pr- problems. Uh, I I know you th- thought the defense held up, and I could see that in the counting stats. But to me, they looked fat and slow up front, uh, especially when Barnes ran that you know third and four uh, run around the right side for a touchdown. I mean, it's just pathetic. And even uh, when they brought in Nate shots and he ran that twenty-seven yard touchdown, I mean, they're chasing him from behind. Look like they're you know pulling sleds. So. I, we'll see. I mean, Napier, I, he, he's up against this roster is not great uh, for, for being in Florida. No. They, I don't see a lot of playmakers. I'll just put it that way. Uh, but there was opportunities like Zach and before uh, you came on, Zach and I were talking before we went live. Like I know people, you know, excuses, uh, you know, are for losers uh, as far as the CLV, but it would have played out perfectly. Florida gets a back door, covers what we give out, does not cover the closing line. So it does matter over the long haul. I'm here to tell you. Uh, any other reactions to uh, last night? I got, I'll got. i give you another one that I got wrong. Uh, Kent State uh, is really, really freaking bad. Uh, somebody in the chat, where, where do I have Kent State now in my power ratings? They're right there with FIU, worst teams in the country. No question about it. I That, that was the biggest downgrade from last night was Kent State. I, I mean, they gave up 700 yards, nine yards per play. Uh, they, they just look like a high school team. Uh, you know, some people tell you that UCF, when they can blow somebody up, they like to do it. Yep. But they, uh, you know, that. I, so I thought Kent State's offense, at least in the first half, at least had a little bit of life. Um, their defense was absolutely horrific. It seemed like once they got down third, the air kind of went out of the balloon and they just let uh, UCF run all over them in that one. Um but I agree. I, I I still think, you know, if you can translate into the maximum of that offense, uh, it might look better. But, I, I mean, they're that, – that's as optimistic as I can be on Kent State is that maybe the offense has a little bit of potential. I'll tell you one takeaway from last was 
if Devin Leary is the quarterback of NC State yesterday, they lose that game. Like their entire offense, and we talk about what Jeff Sims did with Nebraska. Yeah. They're basically their offense was was Brennan Armstrong being a gamer and, and like you know creating stuff out of nothing. You know, taking on blockers. He probably took 15 hits in that game. Um, NC State, I thought their offensive line was really poor. Got beat up by UConn's defensive front. And, and what the biggest thing last year was that they didn't have playmakers at the skill positions, and they still don't. I, yeah, I mean, the wide receivers couldn't get a lot of separation. The running backs were not. I. I I'm down on this NC. And there was, you know what? I tell you what, there's a look headline uh, on, we, we talked about a couple of them off there against Notre Dame. And I thought maybe over a touchdown would be good. I, I don't, after seeing that, I don't think it's going to be good anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I just, I don't come away with a lot of positive out of that. I mean, their defense play with, but I didn't have a lot of faith in UConn's offense to begin with. So um, I, I'm, I'm pretty down on NC State overall, especially offensively after that performance. We did have a uh, super chat there, 99 cents uh, there from Chef Dare. What is a super? What is that super sticker? I I'm, I don't know technology and all this. Do you know what that is? Um, I think it's like a, a donate button. We can we can give it all to Zach. Hey, if you're donating the money, yeah, we're it, giving it, it right to, to the production crew. I will say this quickly because I forgot to mention it last time. I I did meet get the chance to meet Zach face to face. Super. Good dude. I wouldn't say that either. I, I just wouldn't say nothing. Good kid. He's going places. Very talented, uh, especially having to deal with us. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to, you know, reactions. One, I know no one watched, uh, especially with the delay. Arizona State's going to – that's going to be a big-time struggle this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's not going to be great because I'm here to tell you, I know some of the counting stats, if you're just looking at the box score, ah, they, they should have won by more because uh, Southern Utah scored a non-offensive touchdown. Couple of touchdowns for Arizona State were fluky. One was a 50-yard touchdown pass on like fourth and ten, uh, where Southern Utah's got the ball at midfield. If they don't make it, it was you know down the field in the end zone. They got a touchdown right before the half. That haboob dust storm comes in. There's like a penalty of roughing the passer, and they score on the final play of the half. And then there's the delay. Uh, they uh, they did not look the part at all. So Southern Utah, to put in perspective, is an average FCS team at best. Um, and, and I know. Uh, some people were pro Arizona State yesterday. Yeah, that took good. I I didn't see it. I already bet Southern Utah in the game first half because I, I just Arizona State had a couple guys suspended first half, uh, dating back to last year, and then uh, f- true freshman quarterback first start. I just thought they'd be slow out of the gate. So we'll see. Uh, they got an interesting schedule coming up. They got Fresno State, Oklahoma State, two teams that I'm not wild about. But my my goodness, if they don't improve dramatically, those are two losses even at home. For Arizona State. Uh, any other games catching your eye? Uh, I'm trying to think. There's just I, a bunch of bunch of SCS I mean, stuff. Go yeah, the, I would say the Missouri QB competition's already over. Week one, Brady Cook yeah. came out, looked really good for South Dakota. Uh, second half, they they gave it all to Sam Horn. He was not good. Um, you know, threw a pick there. Uh, got you. I know. I saw you at South Dakota yesterday. Got a nice cover on that one with. Uh, Fortunate. Yeah, with uh, Missouri's uh, oh, that second half offense with Mr. Horn uh, did did not look particularly good. Um, Tulsa got off to like a, the final score did not indicative of uh, how that game played out versus like the worst FCS team Pine Bluff and like the worst. I mean, it was seven zero Pine Bluff early. They had another drive. Um, that, so I think it's good. They were not impressive yesterday, even though forty two to seven final. UAB, Jared Zeno, 38 to 41, baby. Alabama, yeah. Trent Dilfer. I tell you what, the Alabama Birdie, I don't sleep on our boys there from uh, 
Alabama they ran the cover could, play late. <laughs> yeah, that could be a you know a little bit of a uh, you know one one year left in the tank there. Um, and I think I think that was all I had from some of the the minor games there. Other than uh, Georgia State, Rhode Island, Georgia State, phenomenal game to watch. Uh, the defense uh, for Georgia State, a little bit of a rough one there. So, uh, but that was a nice back and forth. Um, but overall, Rhode hey, Island should have won the game outright. I would. I agree. I agree. They had that crazy pick in the end zone. That was like a Sports yeah. Center top play for Georgia State, or they could have win that game. So yeah, there was some uh, some wild results yesterday. But I I think your 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 takeaway was still like Arizona State. Uh, I mean, really, really a struggle there. So no, I'm with you. And you wonder with the you know what went down, can't go to a bowl game if they suffer some losses early what is going to be that motivation they are already building for the future starting Rashad at quarterback I just oof. it could be if they lose one a couple of these home games coming up they start the season with four I believe in a row uh, I just think it could get really ugly there let's start turning our attention towards tonight because we do have some games going on tonight uh, we'll start off with the, the battle of Miami my you know who's the real Miami Miami Florida uh, against Miami, Ohio. A little bit of money coming in on Miami, Ohio. Totals down. I respect that money on that under there. Uh, but now, you know, it was trading mainly 17 all summer. Now we're 16 and a half with the, you know, Tyler Van Dyke. Will he play? Will he not play? If he does play, is he going to be 100%? Uh, have you gotten too involved here? I know when the Van Dyke news was breaking and I wasn't sure if he was going to play or not, I took a, you know, a ham sandwich on, on Miami, Ohio. But other than that, I got nothing. Yeah, that was that was some early total steam there. Uh, but I agree, this one's sitting right now. Even I just saw a 15 and a half pop up on there. Um, my I wanted to be, take Miami originally. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I was with you on that. And then obviously, you know, some of that Van Dyke, I don't know how there was some conflicting reporting of how good that uh, that Miami of Florida info was on the Van Dyke injury. So I'm not sure if that one um, is, you know, a little bit of coach speak. He's fine and all good. Um, but this is one, you know. It, it's it's really asking a lot. I, I'm still like have PTSD from last year's Miami yeah. of Florida offense um, in terms of what it looked like. So I'm, I'm a little sketchy here, uh, you know, of laying a number if even though that's the only side I could play that now at 16 or, or better, um, it would be just a lean on Miami of Florida for me um, with even though Van Dyke questionable new offense, uh, you know, Mac team going on the road here versus a team with a lot of talent. Yeah. I think they could get, you know, have a, a C effort and still uh, get to the window on that one. And I think they upgraded at both coordinator positions uh, for as bad as that coaching staff was last year. I, I, I do think crystal ball should have gotten it right. This go around. We'll see what, what happens there in a, a week one situation, uh, a game that I don't think either you and I have too much on Louisville, Georgia tech. I think it's a really good game as far as learning, about what these two teams are going to be this year. You got two first year coaches. Uh, you know, do we, it's been sitting relatively eight all summer. A little bit of money on Georgia Tech, down to seven and a half. A uh, lot of money on the under from early on in the summer. Uh, but I haven't seen too much movement there. A anything on this game, Louisville, Georgia Tech? I don't have a bet on the side. No, I mean, I mean, this is like, this is literally been a seven and a half, eight for like the entire like six months. Uh, right. I think that, you know, seven yeah. popped originally, got bought up. Um, and now it's basically in that range. Gun to my head would be a lean on the, on the Georgia Tech play here. Uh, I think there'll be a little bit of transition costs in Louisville. Like what Brinke's done, but, you know, talent wise, uh, it's not, you know, a huge competition here in terms of who's got the better roster. But I don't know. I agree. It's one, it's kind of like a watch and learn game here. Um, nothing for me in terms of like wanting to, to get too heavily involved. 
All right, the next two games I'm intrigued to get your thoughts on because maybe we can get some action on that one. What do you think of the Central Michigan-Michigan State game? It's in your neck of the woods. I don't like Michigan State this year. I actually bet Central Michigan's win total over. With that being said, my power ratings say Michigan State's the play. Uh, I'm not sure that Central Michigan uh, can take advantage of Michigan State's defense, uh, defensive weakness, that being the, the secondary, which has been the case the last couple of years. I just don't know if they have the passing attack. They certainly didn't at the end of last year. And I hate the quarterback situation at Michigan State, but I just think they can line it up and just pound it at Central Michigan. A lot of sharp money, uh, including Mr. Horseshoe, is on Central Michigan. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll say this because he's poking fun of me on Twitter. Guys, you don't need to buy his package. Uh, I, there he is. He's looking right at me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oof. Don't you don't need to buy they gotta pay. Well, I can tell you, you don't have to pay Fezzik to, to figure out what his package is. He's just betting all unders and all underdogs. Kudos to him. He's killing it right now, but uh he's on Central Michigan. I don't see it. What say you? I know I, I bet some I bet some Sparty 13. Uh there's there's 13s around right now. 13 it went back up to 14, 14 and a half. Can Are we gonna give it out as a pick? Um yeah, I mean listen, I, I agree with like Unless the Central Michigan offense, it's now it's the same guy, like it's the same quarterbacks. I don't I, like Bert Emanuel and this Jace Bauer, like wildcat back and forth. Maybe they switch it up, they transition into that. But I mean, that was an offense that I just I just don't think it's going to work against a Big Ten like a real. But not that not that I'm in love with Michigan State or what they have on the field. But I I don't think you can operate like that and have success. Um, and I mean, Michigan's I'm a little like. Noah Kim, Caitlin Hauser, I think they're both going to play. Um, you know, I don't think their skill position talent's that bad. Their offensive line coach was a guy that USC really wanted. He's you know, he's now kind of got some of his guys. So, yeah, I agree. We're fading a little bit of the, you know, the game day steam here. But, um, yeah, at, at 13, it's Michigan State for me. Let's put it in. If you guys, if it, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, Sport trade, yeah. I mean, we can give the 13 and a half widely available, but our boys at Sport Trade over there, 12 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. No, I, I bet it. In fact, I even laid 14 because I thought it would close above 14. So, I mean, if I'm betting that, I got to think there's value. So put it down. Uh, I was talking to Zach. I was like, sometimes my, how I solve things is just volume. I feel like I have an edge just, Instead of picking and choosing, oh, I like that one. Oh, that handicap has to line up perfectly to give it out. Just if I think there's value, let's go. Uh, speaking of value, I mean, if you got a Hawaii ticket from earlier this summer, <laughs> you got some CLV. Well, I'll put it that way. Ten and a half, now down to three. Uh, I got to be totally honest with you. I'm on the other side at this point. I would lay the three. If, if I woke up today and saw and didn't know anything, what was going on, saw Stanford three, Against Hawaii, I'm laying three with Stanford. Even though I hate Stanford this year, bet under their win total, uh, and they might not be favoring any game this year. Uh, I, I, I'll take, I'll lay the outside of this one. Uh, wow, two and a half, huh? We're sports trade, New Jersey. I've never heard. Yeah, of that. yeah, they're in New Jersey. I think they just popped in uh, Colorado Penny, too. Penny's got two and a half, huh? Do you believe in the Penny lean anymore? Not as much in college football. Uh, I think they're, they're, some of their other markets are sort of like soccer and stuff. In shopper. I'm not particularly uh, keen on it as far as college football in itself, but um, some others might disagree there. I'm with you. Like, obviously, you know, we talked about uh, Hawaii and liking Hawaii in the summer and Hawaii, some numbers ago, even, you know, it doesn't help people now unless you were listening to the show all summer. Uh, yeah. That liked one of that one. But I, I agree with you. You know, like, Troy Taylor, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I like, 
the staff that's going in. I don't like the roster. I like their staff. I think there's some element of, you know, Hawaii having to go all the way to Vandy, now come back on short rest. So Stanford got to see kind of some of the system in that. Um, I don't know exactly what this Stanford offense is going to look like. And that might, could be somewhat of an advantage for them against a Hawaii defense that um, I, I'm not, you know, particularly keen, even though they, they were able to you know play pretty well versus Vandy. Um, I'm not totally sure what you're going to see from this. This is go. This is like one of those where you're going from, uh, you know, a, a man ball type of, yeah. set to, uh, you know, a little bit uh, of a different system. So, but I agree just, just based on the number for, or, you know, you got a two and a half out there. Um, I, I would have to play Stanford at that. Is it a go at three? Or are we just going to say cop out and go lean Stanford? Pizza bet, Stanford. I, I'm I'm more of the lean uh, okay. element. I'm more. I'm personally more confident in Michigan State than I am Stanford. I agree. Okay, got that. That's uh, tonight taken care of. Did you do anything? I tweeted this out as soon as I got posted. I mean, I guess I you know hindsight I could have made some bets, but I thought in the FCS versus FBS tonight, Howard and Kansas were Howard against Eastern Michigan and Kansas. Uh, against Missouri State, Kansas and Howard being the two sharper plays, they've taken money in the market. Yeah, I just man, the Canby books earlier this morning had some ridiculous lines. Uh, the limits are extremely low. Uh, I didn't t- take part in any of that, uh, but Circa then opened the market and everyone just copied off of Circa. And I thought they had relatively good numbers, so that was unfortunate tonight. Uh, did you partake in that? Because I, I mean, I, I have seen some move, movement on Howard and, and Kansas. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was part of that uh, steam there. Open up like ball for those, but again, same like, like those numbers pretty beat up now that uh, we're doing the show. Obviously, those are tough to. And as you said, it's one of those where you know when Circa opens, though, they're going to open a lot better line than, than yeah. anywhere else that that you know used to open those up. Uh, you know, rest in peace to to the one book that uh, used to do that. Without uh, that, we that we all saw that we all miss very much because uh, the, the people that open up at Circa are a lot a lot sharper. So. Um, but yeah, I, I get you know what now it's one of the I would need even at thirty two I would need like more of like in the thirty five range for a Missouri State play. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I think you know Howard is uh, would still be leans for me at both those uh, numbers now. But uh, we're actually little Michigan State seems going to come in right now based on someone I just saw release. So if you haven't bet that, uh, especially if you got a flat thirteen, I would I would bet that thirteen immediately or that there uh, we 12, go. 12 and a half at sport trades. So yeah, if I you got, it. if you got, if you got it, Michigan state, you want to bet that right now. Yeah, you, know, um, you want to bet their steam coming on Michigan state. So I love it. We made a good decision there. I, I feel, I already feel better, especially that blue horseshoe is really confident. Cause he said how great his central Michigan pick is tonight. I was like, man, sooner or later, the, the, the ax is going to fall on that. Uh, BK in the chat, uh, Kansas 20 and a half. Yeah. That's what I saw this morning. Uh, I thought it should have been more in the in the 28 range. I'll put it that way, at least uh, as an opener, a soft opener. Uh, so kudos to you. Uh, people are betting into them. I'm not. I mean, I, I know I take the blame for betting openers, but I, I don't bet every opener, folks. <laughs> so I, I, I not take part in that. Uh, let's move to tomorrow. Uh, anything catching your eye? Again, it, this is tough week one because I was talking to Zach before. You, you showed up fashionably late, like usual, bud. <laughs> uh, I was saying, man, I'm somebody I thought had a really good tweet. I, don't, I was scrolling through, 
and said, I just can't wait until week two gets here just to look at a different board, tired of looking at the same games. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I get paralysis by overanalysis. I just don't, you know, I, I got to get outside my own head on this stuff at this point. I either bet it or I didn't just let it go instead of trying to meander, trying to hedge, trying to, you know, come up with a different handicap, dive into something that maybe I didn't. I mean, at this point, I'm, a farm terminology, that hay's in the barn or it isn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there, um, Adam. And the, what was I playing at uh, the convenience store? Just some off market numbers, just just going around. But yeah, that, that tells you what kind of life I have. That I'm you know, going to a <laughs> country, you know, to get a point and a half of value on some of this stuff. Um, do we have te- do we have team totals on the? Does Bet Stamp have team totals up, Zach? On uh, you got Michigan, East Carolina uh, team total market uh, that you can pull up. Um, I'm not sure it's. Uh, not sure they got those on that. I was looking for a live on the app, but I'll take a one look. that uh, forty three and a half maybe. So there was, and I know we've talked about uh, this. You, you know, we went a little head to head. Michigan, East Carolina. There's at least some of the shops have East Carolina team total six and a half, even paying some juice there, like minus one thirty five, minus one forty, minus one. Run over. Bird on the street. Word on the street is. Both Michigan starting safeties aren't going to play, and potentially their cornerback one, Will Johnson, isn't going to play. So that'd be three of the four starting secondary guys, uh, and and three of the four good ones. The, the fourth is a transfer from UMass. So um, I think that's they were a little thin at cornerback, a little thin at backup safety, uh, and there might even be a couple other guys on Michigan that aren't going to play in this one. So. Um, in terms of how I like it, and I know we went head to head. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll take it on the chin, baby, if East Carolina cover. But East Carolina team total over six and a half. Uh, I do think they get into the end zone here, um, and, and one that I like, uh, you know, quite a bit. If you can get that at six and a half, Ma- massive difference between six and a half and seven and a half. There, you want the six and a half, yeah. even if you're paying, uh, you know, ten, twenty, you know, cents or a little above that. So six and a half, anything minus one fifty ish, I'm good on that. Let me ask you, uh, I know there's no concerns with Harbaugh being out, but how about the combo, Harbaugh and Moore, who's also the the OC, who's yep. also the offensive line coach. I think that is a situation where individually, ah, together, now I think it should be worth something. And I'm not saying it's worth three points, but I think it should be worth a point or so, them guys not being there, right? Yeah, you know what, Sharon Moore was the big one. Um, they're going to have uh, Kirk Campbell used to be the OC at Old Dominion a few years ago. Um, so it's not at least he's got some yeah. offensive coordinator experience. But I agree with you. Moore was the guy who was going to – and, you know, years past they've all had these co-OCs. This is the first year where it's just been Moore. So I agree. I think that that is worth a little something there. Um, and when you combine that with the injuries, the line, though, is actually uh, – actually, I thought there was – uh, let me see what the, the – there was some – doesn't look like there was like a 37 out there yesterday. Uh, there's still 36 and a half. So, um, but yeah, I, I think favorite- going, man, I, I don't have a good feel for this one. I thought it'd come down to 35 is going up 36 and a half. I, again. I, I cannot imagine it going, uh, you know, back to, you know, 37 or even 30. Yeah. That, that seems okay. aggressive to me. If anything, I, I agree with you. I think it would come down a little bit. I will like, Will Johnson is one of those guys um, uh, that, that, you know, is one of those players, especially in Michigan system, that I think is worth a little something. And then when you factor in both safety. So, yeah, uh, and that that isn't too – I think you'll see pregame tomorrow a lot of reports about the Michigan guys that are sitting. Um, 
think there's a couple starting, two of the three starting wide receivers, Cornelius Johnson on offense, uh, Tyler Morris, another guy they were going to try and mix in. Both of those guys might not play. So, yeah, if anything, I think you'll see this come down in the 35. Good deal. Thank you, Kanish. You just made up for being 10 minutes late, man. I love that. <laughs> you actually made my night. I like that. We'll see. You'll probably still win our head-to-head. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Michigan State in the chat. Mike jumped to 14 and a half. I, I would love to take all the credit for that here on this one, but a very smart individual, I would consider probably even better than me in college football, but released Michigan State. So I, I was happy to see that. I like that these kind of been on the same side as me in some of these. A lot of people are betting these dogs, and I, even last night he took NC State, that, which is what my number said. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that from the true originators in college football, not Mr. Horseshoe. Um, <laughs> well, let's uh, keep it going. How about the game of the day? Uh, tomorrow, at least, uh, the one that College Game Day is going to be there, North Carolina, South Carolina. You know, I, I do a deep dive podcast. Going into it, I didn't even have any – it wasn't even thinking about this. It was a, the, the last thing on my mind. But I kind of came to the conclusion that maybe the under could be the play here. I know no one wants to bet it uh, with North Carolina, with Gene Chizik's defense, which uh, I, I can't wait to see the, those tweets tomorrow night. And you got Drake May and Spencer Rattler, but – I think North Carolina's had to change up their offensive game plan without Walker, the wide receiver. Uh, everything out of camp is they're going to use multiple tight ends, multiple running backs. I don't think they run Drake May as much uh, with, with his draft status uh, on the line. And I don't like the weapons that South Carolina has for the most part. I just don't. They've been At least they've been banged up so far through fall camp. Uh, a sneaky lean for me on the under. Yeah, that under uh, I saw just got hit there uh, by, you know, it was, it was like 64 and a half and some first half under got played. Um, I agree. And you know what? The Tez Walker, I just, oh, just you know, got I hit. Just, Jesus. I didn't even see that. I'm yeah, sorry. Did you see? Yeah, that was another uh, of our friends plays there was the under there. Uh, so you, got, you guys are really in lockstep here on there. Um, but I did. Yeah, officially Thamel, uh 15 minutes ago. Tez Walker will not play, um, which I mean. I don't want to go on one of these rain, but like how, oh what God, a disgrace yeah. the NCAA yeah. is in turn. Like the kid goes back to like, wants to be close to his family. Can't get a waiver to play. And then you don't find out officially until the day before the game. They could have I mean, uh, just unbelievable, but no, but I will say I like, uh, I agree with that. This under is a little bit of the under steam here. I played yeah. some South Carolina. I don't think threes of it looks like painted two and a half now. Um, but even then, uh, I was on a little bit of a South Carolina lean here. Uh, but again, we're a little—we have a different. Uh, I know we went head to head in the UNC uh, regular season win total. I'm a little down on UNC uh, relative to Mark, and not that I'm super bullish on South yeah. Carolina, but um, it, it was a—it was a small play on South Carolina for me, and obviously the the under taking a taking some steam as we speak. Uh, I did not know that was the case. I see it now. Uh, do we want to go under sixty-three and a half? Cause it's not, it's going to close 63 or lower in my opinion. Yep. Yep. No, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, for Lock a that one in. There we go. Under 63 and a half. I agree with that one. That was kind of the conclusion I got coming out of that. Uh, I wish I could deep dive every game like that, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit outside the box there. We know Tez. I think that's even better there. Uh, so that's good. Uh, any other games catching your eye? Uh, we saw, Virginia of all teams took a little bit of steam today coming off of 28. That kind of surprised me. I, you know, my, my power ratings are showing some value on, on uh, Virginia, but man, that line sat 28 all summer. Yeah. Didn't budge until I would say a few hours ago. Uh, 
what, what do you make of that? Uh, actually, is Hawaii getting more steam as we speak here? Uh, as we're are we laying here, so. two and a half? I think I'm gonna. I'll finally hedge <laughs> back. I think at two and a half. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That was that was kind of what I was looking for there. If I was gonna play it, um, and and now two and a halfs are are widely available. Um, I so I'm gonna give you the same the same narrative uh, that I had on UCF Kent State. Uh, I'm gonna say with Tennessee Virginia here, and it's that I don't want like one. I hate Tony Elliott and what they're doing. Oh, but, like they're, they're staff. the other thing is just Tennessee is the same thing as UCF, where it's like. If I'm an overmatched team going against them, I think they're just going to – and they've got that super five-star freshman kid where after Milton comes in, if it's a 3-4 score game, they're going to want to get him some run and keep running the same offense. Um, and you saw with UCF, they brought the backup in. They didn't slow down. They didn't stop. They punched in a TD up 44 to win it by 50. I mean, yesterday's game took under money all – we didn't touch on early. Some – wild market movement yesterday uh in like that utah florida game i don't know if i've seen trading back and forth like that for a game i mean it was between three and a half and six uh just flying around but yeah that's one that i agree i i was i would not jumping to to lay tennessee here just based on uh as you said where the rating is but it's not i just hate fading uh that that type of team uh when you're pretty overmatched and i don't know what virginia's offense is, is going to look like here. Not that I'm a huge, you know, Joe Milton guy either. Um, but that's one that, that I, I just kind of had on the, the radar to stay away from. I will say one that I'm now, we you know, we talked about it during the summer. And I think both of us even played some Colorado State. This, I'll too, it's too fun, too pronged. The Washington State and this under move. Um, I'm, I, you know, when this got to nine and a half, 10 and 54, uh, I, I kind of like the, the over more than, um, again, sport trade out there trading a nine and a half, bunch of flat tens. Uh, there's a flat 54 at Chris. Um, that's one to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to know a little, I think this has moved a little too far on the side and the total. What about your thoughts on this one now? I agree. Uh, and I'm Mr. Colorado state in this game. I, I think it's almost too popular. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's a, it's, it is the classic, <laughs> like, too popular yeah. uh, side there. And, again, now if you, if you got, you know, 16, 14 and a half, any of those, I need it. But yeah. um, I, I would not be be betting Colorado State anymore, uh, especially at this number. And I'm almost if, – like, if it gets popped under 10 there. Um, oh, I'm playing back there. Washington State at nine and a half. No question about it. That, that, that if I will again another situation where if I woke up game day morning and saw Washington State nine and a half, that's the bet I'd be making. So uh I think we see more of that. I, I just I don't see any resistance. I haven't seen any resistance on this game. It's just been one way all summer, Colorado State. I, I don't know if it stops because then you'll get all these people that like to follow the steam. They'll come out with their picks and whatnot, and uh they'll be taking bad numbers. So yeah, I agree with you on that one. I also agree with the over. I like this Arbuckle kid for Washington State. I think he's a future superstar as far as an offensive play caller. He's like 28 years old. Might even only be 27. So, uh, and, and I like Colorado State's offense going to be improved. Hopefully. I mean, they, they have to be, or I'm, you know, even my 17 tickets going to be dead. So, um, I do, do we want to put the, the over in? What, what, what do you want to do there, man? I, at 54, I'm, I'm, I'm an over buyer there. Um, I, I just think both offenses, uh, should be 54 able to. 54 and a half or 54? Is there? Do we got a flat? I mean, a flat fifty-four there. Uh, I mean, I, I played some fifty-four. If we got to do fifty-four and a half, I'm 
come in on it while we're on the air. So that we'll go over 54 and a half. Yeah, that All was right. one where I originally wanted to play the over. I thought it would get uh, open up around here, but it opened up high 50s. Uh, I even saw it maybe even touch 60 throughout the course of summer. So, all right, there we go. Uh, make sure, guys, if you're watching right now, hit the like button. We're 25 from 100 back-to-back uh, -back shows. We've got our first 100 likes during last week, uh, last show. Uh, let's try to get it here. Uh, make sure you're smashing that like button. Any other games? I know I've been hitting, I've been rambling a little bit here. Uh, I'm not, you know what, you you just mentioned it. I heard you talk about it a little bit uh, on, uh, you know, when you did the Circles Off episode. I agree. Like, it seems the they're, they're like the moves in the market now uh, with a lot of people. It feels like there's more people than ever doing, like, the top down, as, it, as it's called now. Um, yeah. Market variable. Um, I mean, yesterday I, I, I did a bunch of, you know, trading on the lower level games. Um, and even some of these, you see just the moves now. Um, on total sides, uh, it is. It, it's. It seems more aggressive than than years past. Uh, with, with less people, I agree. With less people actually originating the number, and and a lot of like, it, like I'm, I almost want to call it like uh, like oversized market reactions on some of these plays. Any any thoughts there? Yeah. So I agree. Uh, I'll, since I run a tout service and whatnot, I I, I think I, this is become the case for me especially this year i, I think uh people are overbetting. I, I started noticed it last year overbet my stuff i think it's the same you could could hold true for a, a raz a tailgate tent if we're talking college football markets uh mr muscles his uh telegram channel i, I think people are overbetting stuff i mean when we give something out what we're saying you know that there's some value there half point point depending on what the number you know extreme cases uh, we think there's a point to have it's a total maybe we think it's a couple points off, but people are betting this. Like uh, the, they know the final score stuffs. I think over moving, and I'm gonna have to start charting it and see because you, you know there's gonna be the, the haters out there and say, "Hey, just fade the steam." I, I don't know if it's necessarily profitable long term, but man, this stuff's getting moved too much, in my opinion. That's just me personally. I, I think it's getting over bet. No matter how many times you can bang your your fist on the table and saying, you know, bet numbers, not teams. I mean, it does matter. Uh, people just aren't listening to it. You, you give something out minus six, it's up to eight. They don't care. They're just still betting it. No, I'm, I'm with you there. Like, I, I just say, yeah, I agree. Like where, you know, if you're you're subscribed to a service or you're what, like, I think people get like, if they miss the number, you know, if you're giving out 14 at, at 12 and a half, you shouldn't be betting it. You know what I'm saying? No. But people are still betting it, I think, because they feel like, you know, they're, they want to be on the side or they're, they have like the FOMO of missing it and that. And then it, it gets, uh, you know, a pretty – pretty extensive moves on some of these where um i don't know some you know it's just uh you know thing i know especially totals too go you know moving you know five six points or any of that so um it, it's quite the uh quite the uh the uh the aggressive movement around uh, i've noticed in the market yesterday and just some of the day trading yesterday i saw was uh just like nothing i i had i remember seeing on some of these games uh in terms of like day of fbs games with full liquidity moving back and forth like two, three points. Um, just, just What was with the total move on UCF and Kent State? They thought there was going to be weather. I mean, I don't get it. Kent State didn't do the football. I mean, it cost them I mean, six times. There was, right, there was never any, like, like, it just was never able to buy. I mean, it started, you know, 59 early in the week, and then by kickoff was down to 53, and there wasn't until, like, they never really got back up there. So, yeah, I thought, you know, there was the, the early hurricane move, but by game time, I mean – 
weather seemed relatively fine, but it was still coming down. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was one that closed 53 and a half everywhere. Uh, it never really got back, like, really any much resistance. And then uh, no matter what number you got, UCF punched in that last TD. And uh, any every single number was a loser if you got you bet any of that under. So, yeah, that was um, – there was there was some just, just wild movement yesterday that uh, was pretty, you know, insane for a game day. Ryan G in the chat. Uh, Virginia Tech minus 15 and a half. South Alabama plus six and a half. Uh, I am part of the Virginia Tech money. Uh, would I play it now at 15 and a half? Mm, probably not. Uh, one thing I still kind of like in that game, I like the over. I, and I know people are going to be cautious with the new rules about betting overs. I, I just think Old Dominion brought over the Fordham guy. I think he, they're going to run some tempo. And uh, I don't think people fully have that fully grasped yet. So. I kind of lean over there now at the current numbers, uh, even though I got Virginia Tech in pocket. I, you know, I'm square, I guess. The, the market doesn't agree with me on this one, but I, I kind of lean more towards the Tulane side. I, I just, I know South Alabama's taking some money. Uh, I, I just, I guess I can't get out of my head the last time I saw South Alabama when I pushed all the chips in on them and they played Western Kentucky and got their teeth kicked down their throat when I didn't even think Western Kentucky wanted to be there. And then I started going through South Alabama's schedule from last year. And, yes, they played really well on the road against UCLA. But look who else they played, man. They didn't play anybody in, in, in conference play. They avoided all the big boys from the East, and they, they lost, uh, you know, obviously lost to Troy. So the three, the three teams that they – the toughest teams they faced last year, they went 0-3. Now they covered the UCLA game, but the other two they didn't. So uh, – I, I don't know, man. I'm not. I think Tulane. I like Willie Fritz quite a bit. I think he's a really good coach. I, I think that's the coach that Georgia Tech should hire. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Uh, and yeah, those ones like you, you use the. Uh, I forget what that. I don't even remember what the farm reference is now. Hey, the 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 hey, there's hey, hey the barn. The barn man. Yeah, well, but whatever it is, like those were games that you know we'll be able on, on Monday show to kind of get a fresh set and a fresh look. Those are numbers that, yeah, you know, like when it was, you know, Virginia Tech 14 and South Alabama, yeah. if you were at seven, seven and a half, then, uh, yeah. you know, that was that was more of a But I agree. I think a lot of these have been been beat up into shape uh, pretty good now. I would like to see quite a bit of those types of results coming up tomorrow uh, where the numbers do matter and these yeah. do fall in between certain numbers that you could have gotten at certain points in the summer. It makes an originator like myself feel a little bit better about what's going on. Uh, DM in the chat. Uh, hey, Brad and Joey, do we like Coastal Carolina against UCLA? I don't know. It's kind of a dead situation there, 15 and a half, 16. I actually saw money come in on UCLA a little bit today. What worries me is UCLA is going to play multiple quarterbacks, and they're all going to try to impress. Uh, I kind of want to bet the under a little bit, but, but the, the over money's take, uh, you know, t t taking some money there as far as the total. Uh, have you bet the – I haven't bet the game at all, side or total. It might be the only game tomorrow I haven't bet side or total yet. No, I haven't, you know what? I haven't uh, touched that one either. It's one that, uh, yeah, another kind of like watch and monitor one here that uh, I've got on the radar. Um, but nothing, that is one, you know, as you said, there's a couple of games that I'm just kind of, uh, you know, leaning to seeing what the team looks like. Where if I didn't have a strong opinion on or didn't want to jump on an early number, I thought would move that, um, you know, kind of just wait in a, a wait and see here uh, approach. Um, did uh, you. Add any to your uh, – this total has come down now even more. Did you add any to our uh, West Virginia position? I am not yet, but that – I mean, come on. I, I, I did uh, – I do a West Virginia radio show, and they kind of feed me inside really? information. I, I got – wait, what station? I got to listen to the radio. Yeah. They know gambling, and they know 
what to feed me. And I've been doing it several years and I usually have a good read uh, on West Virginia. Uh, and they're not, they're not homers by any stretch they, they give it to me real. They're worried. There's a couple of injuries that they're worried about uh, at wide receiver. They might have to start a couple of freshman wide receiver. That concerns me. The turnovers for green have been an issue at quarterback. He will be their starting quarterback. Uh, their best defensive lineman has been banged up. They're not sure if he's going to go yet. Uh, but my handicap was common sense, folks. Totals down a touchdown from earlier in the summer. Suppressed scoring. Not sure that the market fully has this grasped yet. In that situation, lower scoring. Do you want to be laying three touchdowns? Do you want to be taking three touchdowns? I want to be on the take. I think South Point, the Hall of Famers, got 21 up. Uh, I might bet that tonight. I'll just put it that way. Even though I got a bunch of West Virginia tickets already in pocket at terrible numbers. Yeah, I was kind of, you know, I was hoping, and it was, this was one I probably should, because I think I got a little gun shot because we fired early. Uh, I think it was like, I saw a 21 and a half pop at one point. It didn't end up where it was kind of waiting it out. Um, and now it's back to 20 and a half. I agree. I think it's just like, like the, the, the correlation here, look, the, the totals down, you know, 10 points from soft open, uh, you know, yeah. six or eight points from, you know, the, the, the more of the bigger open and, and the spread's gone up uh, yeah. to three touchdowns here where um, I think both teams are really going to, you know, like lean on the run game uh, and get this. And with the new rule, like I just think like if for Penn State to cover three touchdowns here, like the West Virginia offense going to have to score like three points. So uh, unless unless our, you know, the Penn State offense is a lot better than we think. So, yeah, I, I think it's one that now if it's under three, you know, if I see a 21 pop back up, uh, you know, tomorrow or any of that, uh, I'll add a little more. Let's get to a few more uh, in, in the chat. Uh, BK in the chat, one play to use my risk-free $25. What on what is it? Uh, hmm. I got one that's going to make the rounds. It's going to move a lot. Uh, the, have you heard about this Cal Poly San Diego game yet? I saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw uh, what's going, uh, what's going on with the uh, the San Diego roster there. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a hazing situation in San Diego. They had to fire their coach in April. Now, I do like the coach that they ended up hiring, but it's really bad. It's, think of Northwestern, uh, but a lot worse. There, There's rumors that a lot of guys are going to be suspended. Uh, Cal Poly's a losing team, but they play in a much better conference. San Diego's a non-scholarship program at the FCS level. So, think think Mid-American Conference is San Diego. Cal Poly plays basically in the Pac-12, uh, the Big Sky is pr pr pretty good conference. I would even argue it's the second-best conference. You, uh, the Big Sky is more like the Big Ten. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of like Cal Poly there quite a bit. That's one to use it on. If you're getting it early, it's going to move at least a touchdown. Uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, speaking of Northwestern, I, I saw that was asked in the chat. I'm on Northwestern. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I just – my thought process is this. Who in their right mind wants to bet Northwestern at this point? Nobody. So, therefore, I think I'm getting it cheap. If nobody wants to bet a team, I think the line should be like four. The total's 39. Again, I go just go back to it. Suppressed scoring, 39. You want to be laying or taking? I want to be taking in that situation. No, uh, I actually – I agree with you there. And that, that would be – you know, we got a couple people, money line, money line round robin leg. I talked to the uh, the godfather of the money line round robin this week, uh, Mr. Sports Cheetah. He's not really in the – in the weeds anymore with college football, uh, but it was good to that's hear from him. Like uh, and that's one of those Northwestern is one that's that's in in my money line round robins. Um, had that one Bowling Green around. Uh, there's some 280 there around there. Bowling Green in the one. Yeah, ULM. I seen people asking about ULM Army. They the, took money today. 
Yeah, yeah. Some of those. And so I think when people look at, uh, I know I missed the cheetah, the cheetah too, for mo- mostly I just for too. the money line around Robbins. Uh, uh, but the, you know, his strategy was this. You wanted to look at teams where it wasn't like you made it seven and a half and the line six and a half. What, what type of, you know, results or what type of games are going to give you the highest variance outcome? So you look at Northwestern, that's one where the line was three, it's up to seven. Is it said, did, the, did any of the team parts really change there? Uh, are we sure that, you know, North, that are we sure Rutgers is better than Northwestern period? Yeah. Um, just because of the hazing stuff that's going on? Um, you know, Liberty won again, uh, new coaching staff. Do you think a lot of new players, are they going to have the turn- turnover versus Bowling Green? Army ULM, another one. Army, new system. Uh, they're going to try and you know, run a little bit of a different offense. Uh, it was was a pretty big disaster for Navy in game one. Yeah, uh, could you see some of that with Army? So I think that's, uh, you know, when you're looking for, for those money line round Robbins dogs to play, it's not as much in terms of like, you know, like well, a little bit of the number value like we do for sides. What type of games are you going to get the highest variance outcomes? Um, I also, uh, you know, in, in, one of my smaller ones uh, had some uh, Sam Houston State uh, at a big price. So that that's in terms of like the game. That, that's, we got CLV there. Yeah, yeah. Nice some good CLV there. And that's one of like, there's some games where like you're not like, you know what I'm saying? Like Alabama's not going to lose. Michigan's not. Don't, don't go crazy with like the, you know, the four, yeah. five, six touchdown favorites. But in terms of those teams that are in like the, the two to three touchdown realm, that was the, the biggest number that I've put in. And any of them was uh, Sam Houston State, where I think you could see the highest variance on them from last year with all the guys they rested, upgrading this year, new quarterback uh, versus BYU team that I don't think is very good, frankly. 7.4% CLV. Hopefully that comes true. Especially Hopefully that when you comes consider true. the totals way down. Another game where we took a big dog, totals gotten pounded into submission. You're not expecting a lot of points. Um, and Sam Houston State's a tough team to power rate. They basically gave up last year. Yeah. Just through last year in the trash. So if this is the Sam Houston State from the years prior, then Mr. Joey Kanish had a really good bet there. I'm kind of jealous, but he thought of it and I did. Good job. You brought your A game today, bud. Uh, I, was, I, I, des- I deserved it after uh, not being able to set up uh, a microphone uh, <laughs> in 2023. So, uh, well, yeah, I, I, I did bring the, the steam uh, to, to make up for it. I, I mean, I like busting balls, but I mean – I've been impressed. Super impressed, man. Uh, K and cards, Northern Iowa plus 17. Where are you seeing that? Has it been posted? I mean, the best piece of advice I can tell anybody on that one is, yeah, Northern Iowa is going to take money tomorrow. Uh, it's always price dependent. I mean, who knows what book opens them up? Uh, it's, hopefully, Circa doesn't open it up. I'll put it that way. Hopefully, somebody copies off the Canby books or something, uh, and, and we get a higher line. But uh, just to put in perspective, yesterday, I think DraftKings opened Western Michigan 24 and a half. And I think the next book that opened that lineup was 14 and a half. You're seeing a lot of that uh, d- d- discrepancy. So it kind of depends on what book. Uh, I'll tell you at 17, I'm betting Northern Iowa. I think they're live. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I'm not, I still, I'm still not. I don't or is it agree. too popular? There it is. Unibet is so, fuck. Yeah, it's one of those. Are all uh, these the, up? The soft opens there. No, I, I saw they had a couple. No, it's uh, just uh, a little bit of a, a soft open. Um. But no, they. Uh, I I don't really know what to expect from. I know with all the suspensions and that and that, but I'm not really a hundred percent sure what to expect. That's one that, like even when they Iowa State had like a good team, they they had always played Northern Iowa like within a field goal. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens uh, with actually who actually plays for Iowa State tomorrow. Drunk driver H three. We'll just get to a couple more here. Uh, 
Drunk Driver H3, which book is first mover for FCS versus FBS? I don't know. It changes every damn year. Uh, I would have said FanDuel. Uh, so most of your used to be five dimes, uh, and then everybody copied five dimes. I know people are making fun of me. Oh, you're betting those low limit five dimes. No, you kind of tattle on yourself. They copied the five dimes lines. That's why I miss five dimes, Tony. Like the market did. Right, uh, right, right. That's what it would happen there. No, you could actually get decent limits on those. Uh, I don't know. Bet online has probably been the most reliable. Uh, but again, I don't know. Circa one year was the first one. They opened like the day before a couple years ago. FBF, yeah, though they. I actually uh, I remember talking uh, to Metcalf about that, and he basically said like they didn't. They just don't get enough handle to justify doing all the work to open up. Like the only yeah. per, the only people are betting it are you know, a handful of us in the the market that are trying to beat them there, and they're getting like no rec handle. So it's like, well, what is uh, the point of doing these? I guess I'm gonna have to look at those FPS versus FCS games tomorrow off camp. The problem is, I am not one. I'm not gonna bankroll shame anybody. People are betting in these Camby lines and uh, making it tougher. Uh, just yeah, and they they are not taking. Uh, they're not saying I asked no. around. Like, I'm not look. I'm not gonna bankroll shame because I mean, if I can get a nickel or a dime on something like that, I'm firing. But I can't not even, can't even get that, folks. <laughs> so it, it is lo- very low limits there. Uh, anything else catching your eye? Any other best bets? Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna talk to you. This game's gonna kick off on uh, Sunday. You got any different thoughts on this LSU Florida State game? I like Florida State. I've come around. I like Florida State to win the game. What say you? Yep. Uh, no, I agree. I, I was on some Florida State, uh, you know, early in there, and uh, they're still. I think you're still two and a half them, but yeah, I think I like Florida State there. Think they're live. Uh, I'm I'm in lockstep with you there. One final one for me, and then I'll, I'll just give a quick look at the chat. But have you come to the conclusion? Because we got a big face off again tomorrow. Unfortunately for me, because I'm already zero and one against Mister Horseshoe. Uh, we have Cal in North Texas. Market and Horseshoe are on North Texas. I'm on Cal. What say you? Who's the right side? And you can give it to be brutal honest with me. Yeah, this is uh, this is this is the battle. This is the Horseshoe battle of the century here. This is another another yeah. one where I don't have uh, uh, you know a really. This is going to sound like I, I can only play Cal at a flat six. Um, you know, like if I'm betting it now, this was, the favorite play was the under many points ago. Um, but as, as the side, I'm just. I'm not a believer. I know some people are, you know, down on what could be, uh, you know, potential with Cal's quarterback situation and that. Uh, yeah. If Sam Jackson doesn't actually win the job, um, but that could be the only, it could be the only side I'd play there. Uh, would be would be Cal at this one. But I, I agree. The, the horseshoe, uh, the horseshoe's gotten the best of it on this one. I'll be rooting for you though, uh, because yeah, uh, yeah the, the horseshoes. Uh, there, there's nothing worse than a blue horseshoe victory lap on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just I always ask, what's the handicap? Oh, 100 degree heat. They're going to melt, Cal. I mean, and then I tweeted, uh, you know, earlier it was Cal disappointed, Pac-12. They're sad is what he, he said. Sad that they don't have a home. Well, now they got a home. I got announced today. They have a home now. Are they happy? Because next year they're going to the ACC. All of a sudden, are they happy because they have a future home? Come on. Who cares? To me, it's about personnel. And I, there he is. Man, I'm gonna you tell you, we've been. I'll, I'll give I, out. I have nightmares if he if North Texas covers. He thinks <laughs> they went out right. I will give out. Uh, listen, I know we had, we got off to a tough start to the season. These aren't great. Uh, DraftKings posted some player props for this game. They have Sam Jackson passing yards at two fifty eight and a half under. 
Let me tell you something. <laughs> you should you should go you should log into your DK yeah. and bet under 258 passing yards on Sam yeah. Jackson. There. If you have anything around that number at any of your books, uh, you should bet that under. Uh, and uh, you, yeah, there you go. 365 DK Sam Jackson under 258 yeah. yards. Uh, you should bet that, and you should bet it right now if you're listening live and you've liked it and you've given us credit. I will try and give out some tidbits like this that are good. That is uh that is a really, really good bet right now if you can get down any on that. Love it. Uh and we could keep in mind, guys, we are giving out widely available. If I wanted to inflate a record, I would have Mr. Zach Phillips. We'll run through all them FCS games right now. And, <laughs> and I'll tell you, we will, I'll, I'll bet every freaking one of them uh lines and, and we'll we'll have a profitable Saturday. I'll put it that way. Because, I mean, they're, they're kind of a joke. So if I wanted to do that, we would. But uh, I guess good luck to us. We added a few. I'm pretty happy with the Central Michigan tonight now. Uh, when we have some CLV all of a sudden. Uh, now, uh, any closing thoughts, man? No. Uh, I'm happy to uh, get into it. Big Saturday. Uh, and, man, I agree with you. Finally good to get into, like, a full Saturday state and then be looking at a new uh, a new set next week. Send uh, – you know, be able to really, uh, I know we've been, you know, kind of, it does. It feels like we've been talking about the same game for six months because we have. So uh, we can finally get back into it uh, tomorrow. Yeah, Sam Jackson, 253 and a half, still good. Fire, fire. Yeah, 253 and a half, that's still good there. Uh, Monday, not only will Kanish probably have, I'm going to bet the, the yes, he will have the new mic set up. I don't care if Pozzola's got to pay for Zach to fly into Detroit and set it up for me. We will have it ready Monday. Uh, Drew, real quick in the chat, Texas uh, State plus 27 and a half, wait for 28, uh, maybe even 28 and a half. That's been one-way action there. I do think eventually at 28, 28 and a half, Texas State's the right side there. I want to mention 9 a.m. Monday morning, I'm going to start doing the release show, and we're starting to get in front of some of these lines, so I will do that. But if you want the star of the show, Kanish, you're going to have to wait till 5 p.m. Eastern uh, on Monday. I and heard you were doing this. Not, it's 9 a.m. Pacific, right? No, 9 a.m. Eastern. Oh, well. So, you're waking well, I, I kind of wanted to do it to piss everybody off because I know people are going at like uh, 10 a.m. They're going at noon. Uh, I just said, nah, whatever. I mean, I already get so much hatred. Might as well go. I'm not going to give out 15, but I, I, I will give out more than one. I'll put it that way. Probably a couple a week. We'll see how it goes. Always depends on the card. Uh, that should do it for the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Knish, producer extraordinaire, Zach Phillips. Guys, for all the show updates, make sure you're following at Hit the Books HQ and at the Hammer HQ on Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed to the Hit the Books YouTube channel. We appreciate the support. That'll do it. Good luck with your bets on week one college football. That was Hit the Books, part of the Hammer Betting Network.